Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And my dudes, we are doing a movie review episode this evening. Super excited to talk about this one. It is Orphan First Kill. Which I keep saying is the sequel and it's not. <laughs> it is the prequel to Orphan. So, if you only saw the trailer, I can see why you would think it was a sequel just because of how she looks. But it is actually a prequel because the sequel couldn't happen because she died. Or maybe she didn't. Yeah, the first kidding. one came out in 2009, so yes. we're not spoiling anything. No. She but dies. She dies. We, but we will be spoiling the prequel. So, if you have yes. not seen it, stop listening right now and. If you haven't seen either one of them, good lord, stop this right now and go get Paramount Plus. Either pay the five bucks a month or get the free trial and watch both of them yes. because they're on there. So, but if you have seen them, especially huh. this one, there are going to be all the spoilers. It's, so. in, a, it's in a drive-in theater. Isn't that funny? Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you can see that at a drive-in too, that'd be pretty That'd sweet. be really cool. So, before we get into the film, we are going to have a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Bing. All right, guys. Uh, the pumpkin spice bath bombs are still available. Um, everything is still up on the Etsy site. Uh, possibly some new scents coming in November. But uh, for now, for fall, especially if you're feeling it here in the Midwest, the all you're going to want is a bath with how freaking cold it's been. So grab the pumpkin spice bath bomb, free bath bomb bag with every purchase so you don't have all that mess in your tub. Um, calm your body down, Etsy and uh, Instagram. I know I haven't been posting a lot on TikTok, but if you want to follow on TikTok too, you can do that. Calm your body down. Think. Listen, it's one at a time, guys. I'm old, all right? I finally have reels down. TikTok's a little different. So just give me a chance to you learn know, TikTok, and then I'll post a little bit more on there. I'm old, You okay? know, TikTok used it to takes be me a minute. actually easier to make videos. I know, I've heard that. And now it's so intricately yeah. complicated that I'm, yeah. I don't even like making it's, videos anymore. It's a lot harder than making it videos. It is. Reels I've finally got down like but. if you're huge in tiktok and you know how all that shit works good for you but i don't so Kudos. i haven't made a chicken a chicken i have no clue why i said a chicken i have i haven't made chicken in a while either but i made chicken yesterday nice that sounds amazing it was so good it was herb chicken chicken herb chicken's really good yeah it was baked oh. <laughs> After we just had pizza and salad. Right. And, and I'm could, so I full. Could I could literally a, roll away. I have a nap right now. Um, but you. Oh, sorry. Before you said. Now you're like, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, I'm so sorry. So. <laughs> I haven't made a TikTok video because TikTok oh, and chicken you. sound the same. Yeah. I haven't made a TikTok video in a very long time. Or if I do, it's usually a super simple one because I just, it's it's hard. And, I, and I'm not good at transitions either. These people who can do these tra fucking transitions, nope. absolutely amazing. But anyway. Also, thanks for the people that uh, didn't hate 
me for my Nickelback. Listen, I love that song. And I've been waiting to do that stitch for a while because it's amazing. <laughs> but thank you for nobody giving me hate because, listen, I went back and I was like, you know what? I like a lot of Nickelback songs and I am not afraid to say that. And Creed's first album was amazing. Yeah, I said. Come take me higher. Oh, no, I hate that song. That wasn't off the first album. That oh, it wasn't? Was terrible. I just thought it was funny. That song I don't like that song. terrible. Either. I hate. I it's, said the first, it's my own prison. Oh, no, you're right. That's not This that. is what they tell me. <laughs> that, listen, I don't care. I don't care. That first album, and I still have it, and it's pristine condition. My own prison great no, listen, album that whole thing that was going on with and i was uh, also Netflix. going through some shit and that album came out around the time lincoln park came out and i was i was going through some shit so my own prison like really you know and of course you could tell then that they were you know i cry out to god singing only his decision gabriel standing confirmed i created my own i mean that right there i was like okay they're they're a christian man but I was going through some shit, and I needed that in my heart, okay? You know, <laughs> when they do the whole Nickelback thing, I also love Nickelback. Listen. Rhythm gates won't open up for me. Listen, that was the first Nickelback song I ever heard. Same. And it was a fucking jam, and it's Same. still a fucking jam. <laughs> that music video was so fucking cool. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. I'm folding. But he could see, this guy could see when someone would die. They had clocks over their heads. And it counted down the seconds. I loved that That music video. video was so cool. Say it for me. Say it to me. Okay, I'm sorry. This is about to turn into a we love life Nickelback podcast. Sorry, guys. My I'm girlfriend sorry. hates. Hates. My husband. Nickelback. Hates. Hates. <laughs> like, if they come on, she's like, the look of utter disgust on her face. Don't you love how? So when she's in the car, I always change it. But don't when she's you love not, how our loves don't. Isn't that hilarious? They can they can bond over hilarious. that for all I care. Oh, they, they can. Because I'm like, over here. He's like, like absolutely no. Because I'm over here like show me what it's like. He's like immediately no, immediately no. I've seen all there is to see. <laughs> Look at this graph. Look at this fucking cat. I'm so, listen. That is. That was pretty funny. If that hasn't been anybody's like new favorite thing, it's it's my new favorite thing. I just I don't understand genuinely why people don't I love how this has turned into a nickelback conversation. I genuinely don't understand why people don't like nickelback. Well, first thing, people took that rock star song seriously. Again, what were we literally just talking about earlier? How people do not, how people are so fucking dumb. They don't understand context. That is beautiful. <laughs> they don't understand context. They're like, ew. He's a beast. It's like, do they I really, call it comma. do they really live Should like that? your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. That has been 10 fucking years. Get over it. Get the fuck over it. Katy Perry didn't write that song. And who, it, who, who? <laughs> How many rappers do you say <laughs> Trump's name or insert any, not that I'm not going to compare Trump to Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm sorry. Or just, I'm not even mad about it. Or just, <laughs> but I'm just saying like people that people hate, their names have been in so many songs because it's just a clever 
thing that you do to rhyme or nobody means that they... Uh, now we went from Nickelback to trying to explain stupid people. So let's we might get as off, well just let's stop. get off this train. We anyway. cannot. You mean the Trump train? <laughs> okay. Come on, random train. <laughs> woo woo, motherfucker. I'm, I'm in a mood. All right, guys. So if you I'm guys trying to stay have... awake because I'm slap happy. If you guys have not seen the first movie, Orphan, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of it because this movie spoils the first movie in the first five minutes. So, if you haven't seen the original Orphan, make sure to stop everything right now and go watch it. And then watch this one. They both go off of Paramount Plus on September 30th, unless that has been changed. No, I checked today, because I finally got a chance to watch the prequel today. And I'm actually glad I did, so it was fresh in my mind. And, uh, yes, both of them by September 30th. So, so yeah, you, you need to go check them by now. Friday to watch them. Uh, so, real quick, IMDb gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the original got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. So they're really not that far off from each other. Um, and we've got a cast of Isabel Furman from the original playing Esther, Julia Stiles as Trisha, Matthew Finland as her son Gunner. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Rossif Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland's half-brother. We literally just found that out. He plays Alan, Trisha's husband. Um, and so on and so forth with various characters. Um, there's also a stand-in, a young girl named Kennedy Irwin as Esther, because Isabel Furman played, she's 25, she played the original character of Esther back in 2009. So yeah, there's been a little bit of time between both movies. Um, <laughs> Just a small bit. But you know what, I'm kind of glad, because I was very impressed with this one. As a prequel, sometimes prequels are rough. Sometimes prequels are rough. I am not going to lie to you guys. And I think we even mentioned it on the podcast back when this was first announced. How very leery I was when they announced this prequel. I was actually scared. I well, especially like, when they decided to keep Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Isabel Furman. <laughs> when they decided to keep I don't know her. why I thought you were going to say Elizabeth all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know where that came from either. Um, and that too. Because I was like. How in the motherfuck are you going to have a woman, a woman, who played this part when she was a literal child? She was 12. Play this 12-year-old, who's technically a 30-year-old. Now like, at the age of 25, because there's been, I just did the math, because I'm, yes. I calculator. Because um, I, so 13 years. But, but when um, I heard the original people were involved, mm -hmm. as far as the director, the writers, and stuff, I was like, please just don't do what the guy with the boy did, where he ruined his own film. Please don't see the boy, too. I think I've mentioned this so many times. He ruined his own film. If you've seen the boy, cherish that. I beg of you, do not watch the sequel. If you did watch the sequel like I did, then we can all share a collective... Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, so, I was a little leery, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay. You know, and it, it has had mixed reviews, but the praise that it actually has been getting is the practical effects, the way that they were able to de-age Isabel without using any CGI. They, like we mentioned, they had the child shot from certain angles to where it still looked like a child. Um, and so on. They, you know, we were 
Casper and I literally were just talking about how there were shots clearly where it made Isabel look shorter, like she was still a child. Um, so yeah, you're, you're talking, you know, cause even this movie takes place in 2007. So the original one, so you're talking two years, even in the timeline, this was two years previously. So if she was 12 when she played the original character, she would have had to look 10 in this one, and she's 25. Now, she can pass enough as a teenager at 25, but a 10-year-old? Yeah. And a, a few times you can kind of tell, but all in all, by the end of the movie, I, I still thought it was really well done. Yes. I still thought I'm really, really glad they did not use any CGI because I feel like that would have been incredibly noticeable. And honestly, I'm really glad they didn't change actresses either because even though she does look older in the face, it would not have been the same being played by somebody else. I'm you... sorry, I just found out some shit. I was like, what? <laughs> the guy who wrote... uh orphan like the guy who wrote the original story he's the writer like he wrote the screenplay mm -hmm. he um the guy that wrote the screenplay for uh uh well the story came from alex mace uh so he apparently wrote this story. I guess it was based on a story originally. And the screenplay was, for both movies, was written by David Leslie Johnson. And I just, we're on Wikipedia, so I happened to look up his Wikipedia. This is how he started his career. He was a production assistant on the Shawshank Redemption, which shot in his hometown of Mansfield, at the Ohio Reformatory, where his great-grandfather was a prison guard. What? That's who wrote these movies. Holy shit! That was some shit you that just That just, now you know why I made that face. Because I was like, excuse me, what? Um, and then he worked with uh Darabont on those first seasons that he was the uh showrunner for The Walking Dead. Wow. Uh he's collaborated with James Wan on the Conjuring franchise. So uh yeah, I'm loving this guy. Went to the Ohio State University. Uh because you have to say the Ohio State. Um but that's fucking incredible, man. That's wild. This guy is insanely talented. Like, the fact that that's where you grew up and you have that family history connection to the first film you ever worked on is like, like, right? My my head just exploded. So I had to share that with everybody. I hope you guys appreciated that because I I did appreciate that. Thank you. Did not know that. David Leslie Johnson, you are amazing, dude. You are fucking amazing, and we love these movies. Yes, we really, really do. Keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep some, keep some more good. Original Give us some shit more. Coming. We need it. We need it. But uh, that was the chair. I would like to just we, make sure everybody knew that chair, chair, I witness <laughs> chair. So 
like I mentioned before, we're starting off two years before anything happens in the original movie with Beer Farmiga and uh, Peter Skarsgård. I forget his first name. Um, Skarsgård. So we're, we're, this is two years prior to them. And Esther, because she had the name already in the first one. But now we are introduced to her as Lena Kramer. Kramer, sorry, not Kramer. Apologies. Uh, so this is where, this is exactly what Casper was just saying. This is what blows the doors open if you've never seen Orphan. Because right there, they've already completely given away the entire movie. She is not a child. Now she would be 10 and the orphan, she's 12. She is not a child. She has a rare form of dwarfism. Uh, and she is 31 years old. So by the time Orphan comes out, she's 33. Right. Yes. Technically. Right. So she is in a psychiatric facility in Estonia. Uh, basically for the same exact thing that she carries on in Orphan. She poses as a child to a family, as a runaway and uh in the beginning as that psychiatrist explains usually when she would do this she'd just con them and take their money and leave but for whatever reason well we we find out the reason later we know yes. why she does this uh she killed the whole family so she is described as the most dangerous patient patient that they have in this facility by the yes. way the most dangerous because it starts uh, there's a woman that comes there that is a art therapist. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I, I had high hopes for her, you know. I I liked her. And then they, she literally got there and they were having a, a shutdown. And they were looking for, what What was her name? It's not Esther. What was her name? Who they were looking for? Lena. Lena, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was like, we're looking for Lena. Uh, she's the most dangerous patient here. And then he's like, "Here, stay in this room. You'll be you'll be safe here for sure." And then she turns around, and there's this little girl sitting there, and she looks up, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like we know who that is. And she's like, well, "What's your name?" And she goes, "I'm Lena." And we're all like, <laughs> "Well, do your parents work here? Why would you say that?" I was like, "This, I don't know what's." And then right before she's about to kill her, stab her with what? What was it? A pencil? A pencil, color pencil? She drew. She drew a picture of her. She because uh, we come to find again if you watched Orphan, Lena is very 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 good to art. Yes, draw, paint, everything. Very very good. So eventually she has an escape plan, gets away, and gets out. Um, multiple Malcolm. Yes, we got to talk about multiple Malcolm. Multiple Malcolm. We have to. This poor guy can't catch a break. He really um, can't. Seriously. Uh. Oh my god, I just looked him up. Adam. Adam. Something. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't mean to do that crap. Uh, <laughs> this is real bad. Um, Adam. Oh crap, because it. I had to look it up under uh, Cult of Chucky. So if you guys remember, um, well, Curse, he's in Curse and Cult, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So, he played a cop in Curse. That ended up getting yes. killed. Yes. 
And then by Colt, he plays multiple Malcolm. You guys have heard us mention this. And of course, if you saw the movies, you know, Adam Herding. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Adam, we are going to try to get you on the podcast, dude. This has to happen. You we're like, this is too serendipitous. Like you're popping up in our favorite shit. Like we got to we'll 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 work this out. We'll make it happen. We'll see what we can do. But it would be really cool. <laughs> just saying, so, just saying. But he's the guard that gets killed by her. Well, and it's kind of creepy too, because it's like she's kind of flirting with him, but she looks like a little kid, but he knows she's not a little kid. And I'm like, ew. And then, <laughs> right? And it's like, don't trust her, no. You know, so multiple Malcolm dies again. He he doesn't. Sorry, I don't even know what his killed. name. I don't even know what his name was in this movie. I guess just guard. But he was just. I, I feel found, so he was bad. A that was uncredited. I just feel know? bad. He gets he gets a bad rap. So she gets out, and then she goes up to the door, or the, basically the art teacher quits <laughs> that <laughs> day. This shit on out. <laughs> she really did, though. I don't really blame her, but she is getting ready to leave, and then. Lena goes up to her car and then scares her and then basically hitches a ride in her car and she doesn't know that that happens, which I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, why didn't you think that would happen? Ma'am. So she gets to her place. The trunk is open. She's like, the fuck? And we're all like, right. She dies because she's trying to get into her place. Poor Anna. And Lena is, like, trying to basically run and find a place to kind of set up, I don't want to say camp, but kind of set up <coughs> to where she can wear different clothes and look different and everything. Basically get to where she looks like a little girl. Right. So she looks up, a, she looks up missing American children and finds that she bears a resemblance to Esther Albright. So now we have where the infamous Esther name came from. Because actually, originally, this movie was supposed to come out in 2020 and it had the running title, Esther. But then that kind of, that would be kind of weird because we know that's not her real name. And then it gives a lot away from the first one since this was supposed to be a prequel based technically. So, uh... They've done, um, you know, when you look through those, uh, oh, what was that? Uh, like missing and exploited children. And they'll do the like uh, facial reconstruction of what they would look like years later. And she did look a lot like this kid. So she's able to pose as the child. She approaches a police officer in Estonia, claims that she is Esther, um, this girl who's been missing and was basically you know, kidnapped and held in a Russian uh, in mental facility, mental facility, which is where she was, you know, Lena was definitely supposed to be, but of course the whole story is made up. So in Connecticut, Alan, this is where Alan and Trisha come in. Um, you later find out that actually Esther is Alan's daughter from another marriage and Trisha has a son Gunner from a previous marriage as well Gunner being older than Esther um so they are informed by oh shit the detective that's where the detective comes mm-hmm. in we were talking. they're informed by Detective Donnan you have to remember Detective Donnan that Esther was found that they found her so which Trisha, is so fucked up it's like 
if this movie went the way that we thought it was gonna go, like that's really fucked up to pretend you're someone else's kid. It's gross. It's I mean it's, it's beyond yeah. gross. But I mean we already know she's got a fucking screw loose already. So no, just a small one. Well, and she had already, you know, she had to get out of Estonia. Her con had run its course and right. now she's killed people in the hospital. Like she's like, I got the to jig go. is up. I have to get over to the US because, you know, I can hide out better there and keep my keep my scheme going. So Trisha not Allen traveled to the US Embassy in Moscow to find Esther. But there's always something weird because when Esther shows up, she's like, even then I knew like something was off. Something's off. And even, even the she, son, when she was driving her home in the car and the son was looking at her, his face. It's not a face of when you watch a movie and someone hasn't seen their child in a long time and they were missing, it's not a face of relief I found you. It's a very confused look. Very confused. Well, you know, at first it made me think of, and there was this really great, Clint Eastwood actually directed it uh, with Angelina Jolie, and it's based on a true story of a woman that was basically gaslit by the police that she was reunited with her lost son and she never was, and come to find out her son was a part of those like chicken coop murders where this guy was a pedophile and he was kidnapping these young boys and he was also getting his cousin to like help him kidnap these young boys and he would kill them after he's molested them and bury them in a chicken coop. What in the fuck was that movie? It's an amazing, it's an incredible movie. And then when I found out it was a true, the changeling. changeling. Oh, it's called changeling. It is so, I highly Is that the one recommend. with George C. Scott in it? No. I didn't think so. No. I was like, that doesn't sound familiar the, That's me. the, that was the, that was that, uh, was that Cronenberg? That was a that was a totally different. Okay. No, this was Clint Eastwood. This was actually based on a true story. It happened in like the 1920s. This woman was a single mother and her son went missing. And they the police tried to reunite her with a kid that was not hers. And she's like, I know this is not my son. And they totally gaslit her. They threw her in an asylum where she was given shock therapy. And there was a minister that actually went to bat for her. There were all of these people that uh, knew this police department was corrupt and they went against them and they said, this is not this woman's child. And come to find out, the kid admitted to it. He had run away from home. His real parents came forward and said, no. Well, you find out later, her son was a part, there was this man in, uh, that had would kidnap young boys along with his cousin. And his cousin is the one that actually came forward and said, listen, my cousin has not only molested, he was sent to live with his cousin thinking that he could go to school and his cousin was basically making him go on these runs to kidnap these young boys that he would kill in his chicken coop. And her son, that was never proven because the guy refused, when he met with her, he refused to admit that he killed. And she's like, I know you killed my son. So for years, she never knew if this, because they never found a body. He wouldn't admit to it. He was eventually sentenced to death and, and hanged. But um, it is the craziest story I've ever heard in my life. The movie, uh, John Malkovich is also in it. It is an incredible movie. I'm, I'm telling you, hands down, probably one of the greatest things I've ever... We, we'll do a podcast episode about it because the story is nuts. Like when I found out the story was real, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, to the point that like the murders were so infamous that this town changed their name 
the town changed their name. Wow. Because they did not want to be associated with these murders at all because it made like it made worldwide news. It was just not because there were so many young boys that he was doing this to. Goodness. And they found, you know, it was. And then, well, now they don't mention this in the movie, but come to find out his mom was covering him up too. His mom was helping. She's like, oh, I know that's my boy. And he, his mom was helping him. His mom knew what he was doing. He hmm. was molesting these kids and killing them. She covered it up for him. It's crazy. <laughs> that is the craziest wild. story I've ever heard in my life. You got to. I'm telling. I know we're on a totally different movie, but that movie's just so good, and it just it it made me think that because when she, the way she kept looking at Esther before you know anything that's coming, you're thinking that you know the way Trisha and Gunner are looking at her is very similar to the way this movie was like. That's not my kid. That's not my sister. Like, I know that's not. I know that's not her. But it's in, in a different way where you're like, this kid's running a con similar to that movie. Like, you know this isn't your kid. Right. Uh, I mean, we find out later why. But um, so kind of every, you know, it, it's. There's certain things that are noticed. There's certain things that Esther's not remembering. And then the, really the painting's the big thing because that was what come just, it just so happened that Esther and Alan, that was one thing that they really bond, bonded on is they would paint together. But her painting was far beyond what. He was a, like, did you do this in Russia? 10 year old, right. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, my God. He's like, you've never had an interest in painting before. And then whenever they would ask her about it, she was always like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about it. I'm still traumatized. Because they had sent her to a therapist. <coughs> and even the therapist is kind of like, what the hell's going on? The therapist knew something was up because she called the bird the wrong name. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, so basically... To kind of make a long story short, she is going to rob this family and leave. That's kind of what she wants to do. She just wants to take their money and leave. This family has a fuck ton of money and she's like, I'm going to just take their money. Oh my God, this mansion. It's not, I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a philanthropist. So, and she's a wealthy, I mean, they're beyond wealthy. Like mm -hmm. this house is insane. They've got dumb money. Like she literally hit the gold mine with, the, with this particular family. Um, so she goes and takes the money, and then there's this party that's happening. Um, that Gunner is the half-brother. Now she gets ready to leave. What brings her back? Do you remember what what stops her? No. See, that's the part I got. Because she, she had the money, and she was getting ready to go, and then is it, the, it was a picture of him. It was a picture of the guy, the, the... Oh, that's her, right, because Her she, dad... Right. Right. And then she looked at a picture of him and was like, no. So she ended up staying. Well, then her brother ended up having a party because the, the, or her quote unquote brother, uh, the mom and dad left. And then the detective comes over. You can tell every single time the detective is over, he notices something is off with her. He's, he kind of seems like he's very keen on it. And she's kind of keen that he's keen. Right. So he comes over. He asks to pee. The brother lets him go pee. Instead of him actually going pee, he goes to her room, gets the record off of the um, record player, and takes it. 
she comes back and notices that that notices that he was there and starts going through her room freaking out what like what did he take she notices the uh record is missing so you know what this bitch is about to do she goes and gets her clothes on and you know she's going to uh you know she's gonna go find him and kill him because we're all like you, that's what she does so she left to go find him and then the parents get back from the or the parents are coming back and um basically she finds him and she gets him down on the ground and she's about to kill him and they're they're having a talk and he goes she goes how did you know and he said that, you know, obviously I loved that she said, how did you know? I'm like, he's a fucking detective. It's literally this job. Well, and then not only that, he, <clears throat> you know, her fingerprints didn't match Esther's fingerprints. Exactly. So that right there. Which is literally his job. That this was not her. <clears throat> also, you know what? There was a case. Now this, there was a case here in Cincinnati where some, there was a, this kid was like a runaway and he wasn't even a kid. He ended up being like in his twenties or something, or even, I think maybe even in his like early thirties and he was homeless and like had all these problems. And he said he was these people, I think they might've lived in Florida maybe. And he said that they, he said that he was their missing son who's been missing. Like it, the, the case is so sad. Their kid's been missing like 10 years or something crazy like that. And they found him, I think, in, like, Newport going around and looking like he was breaking into cars. I remember people. this. And they were like, who I remember are you? This. And he said, oh, I'm this missing kid. Yep. And, of course, when they did, you know, finger, finger, uh, they did something. where I they, think it was DNA. Yeah. And they were like, no, you're not. No, you're not. So it's, it's very similar to that, yeah. too, where you're like, holy shit. Like, again, how would you bring yourself... I don't care what, how would you bring yourself to pose as someone's missing child? Like, that's just... It was so funny, too, because the, the detective was like, does she know? And she said no, or she said she doesn't know about it, and he said she does now. And then she turns around, and um, Trisha is standing right behind her, and then shoots the detective in the head, and she goes... We need to talk. And I'm like, that's when I text you. This shit is crazy. And you were like, you got to the twist, didn't you? <laughs> she so said, we need to talk. Is... And I said, what in the fuck just happened? Long story <laughs> short, the twist is. <coughs> I'm sorry, I got reason, way too excited. The reason why Trisha and Gunner were looking at her so crazy is, yeah, they knew all along she wasn't Esther. And the reason why they knew she wasn't Esther is that Trisha, for four years, has been covering up the fact that due to an altercation between her and Gunner, Esther died. Yeah. The real Esther has she been dead for died. four years. And her body is in a hatch well, cellar, a well, a well, <coughs> cell, hatch, a well with a hatch on it. And that's where they put the detective's body. Because Trisha's basically like, now that I know what's going on with you and now that you know what's going on with me, bitch... Um, it's motherfucking on. Like, and then Esther literally was Lord. like, is this where Esther is? Like when they were throwing the Don't detective. you say her name. Listen, this movie took a turn I'm gonna need to Julia like a Stiles dark comedy. To, I'm going to need Julia Stiles to play roles like just from now on all the time. To like a dark comedy. And like Esther's met her match type of deal. They struck a deal. That also, Trisha, how much do you love her as a brunette too? Who? 
Julia Stiles. Oh, way more. Love it. Way more. Keep that, please. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> I just love <laughs> Julia Stiles. The same. noticed already. She's, like, been a part of my life for a long time. Julia so. Stiles, I used to always get mixed up with Mandy Moore because I felt like they both had a lot in the face that they looked alike. Stop. They do, don't Stop. they? Stop. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so she's literally like, all right, so you know what's going on now. She tells her everything. And she goes, all right, I'll make a deal with you. Basically, you don't tell my story. I don't tell yours. Mm -hmm. We'll play the parts. So it is so fucking funny. I swear to God, it is it is absolutely brilliant how this movie just takes a completely different turn. It's fun. It's funny. Um, Trisha and Esther are at it half the time, like, and then at the, oh, I mean, like, she'll grab the back of her head and she's like, <laughs> you know, like, she, know, oh my God, the one where, um, she was given her, uh, she wasn't going to do it to kill her, but she was given her her sleeping pills because she's like, I'm fucking sick of you. You need to like, just, but it kills the rat, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Lena, it, it ain't like, you know, Lena's been around the block. She's, she's like, oh, this bitch is trying to, you know, trying to do something to me. So that's why she didn't need it. Cause she was kind of mm -hmm. hip to like, no. So there's a rat that's been living in her room. She gives it to her. And, uh, the rat dies. This fucking bitch <laughs> puts the goddamn rat in a smoothie. Okay, listen. That <laughs> rat tail went down the fucking... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to share that with everybody, but if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, wow. Anyway, honestly, so I thought she'd try to kill her, but it was kind of funny that she just put her, a rat in her smoothie. I thought that it was poison. I thought first. it was too. And I went, oh, no, that wasn't... She nope. got it too. She was like... Whoa. Nope, that's not what that was. I'm never eating green smoothie again. Anyway, um, no, I'll, I'll never look at a green. You're welcome. I don't think any of us will ever. Anybody that no. likes green smoothies, we're never. We're done. We are done with green smoothies. So, so it's um, it's really funny because they go back and forth with each other for a hot minute because they're both they both kind of have it out for each other, but they're also helping each other, which is really funny. When she was creeping up behind him, like she was gonna push him onto the tracks at the. That was funny shit. I was like, she's about to this bitch. Um, and then she's like, I, she basically was like, I fucking swear, you trying to kill me? And like her and well, because Alan leaves mm -hmm. to go on this business trip, and I guess at that point it's fucking done because there's like this whole altercation at the train station. She grabs Trisha's purse, hits Gunner in the face with mace, <laughs> takes the car keys. Oh my god, she's amazing. That was amazing. so funny. And then tries to trick tries to put on lipstick and trick the cop because she can play enough of the part to look like an adult. The cop knew who she was because Trisha was the one that called them. So the cop brought her back. She'd given the cop this whole story. I don't know what to do about her. Um, I think she might be suicidal, like setting up that it's like, oh, she's gonna kill this bitch yeah. and make it look like a suicide. So she's like, okay, we're done. We're done with you. I can't. We're we're totally done. And uh Gunner, bitch, feels like a thousand, you'll be fine. Like he's bitching about his eyes and she's this just woman, like, you're fine. Julia Stiles um, in this movie is a fucking vision. She's okay, like, calm I, down. I, I um <laughs> So, I'll be straight up. At, at some points in this movie, I forgot what I was even watching. Oh, I was laughing. Because I was like, this is fucking funny. It 
went, especially after that train station scene, yep. like it, it became such a, it got real into like dark comedy, dark comedy that mm -hmm. it, you, and you hit that when you said that. Cause I was like, oh, I laughed through a lot of this, especially towards the end. Like this is, this is nuts. And but it was, but it worked and it, it worked, worked really well. Cause I feel like things, you know, kind of almost it, when movies sort of have breaks like that, where it sort of breaks up the tension of a movie, because if, if everybody remembers in the first orphan, which I can sort of see why people would only be like maybe one knock off from the other is the first orphan was so original and we had never seen anything like that. And that movie was so goddamn tense from start to finish. That movie was so tense especially when you figured out who she really was and you're like, Oh my God. And that she was falling in love with the husband and all this other stuff that that movie, you were on eggshells the whole movie. It was so tense the whole time. I and I mean, and it worked well because it did. of the type of movie it was, but it this did. one, they broke up so much of that. And I, and I, I appreciated that. And it was like I was telling Alex, too. I was like, you know, because we know the truth, right? they could take yes. the direction that It doesn't have to be that tense. It doesn't have to be that tense. It doesn't have to be a wow, holy mm -hmm. shit of a twist, even though they still did a good job with that. Um, it just felt like, I don't want to use the term lighter, but it felt lighter because you know everything about her. Yeah. And then once the mom reveals everything, it becomes a comedy. Yeah. In all reality, it becomes a comedy and it's fucking funny. And it works. The way that they do it just like, works. Well, it's like there's really no good guys. Like, right? You, you don't, you Wait. definitely don't want anything to happen to Alan. Alan's Alan, the real victim in all of this. Alan but like, he's he, he all across the fucking board. <laughs> you really feel sorry for Alan. But that's why, I think that's what makes it even more funnier the dichotomy between Trisha Gunner. And uh, Lena, Esther, whatever, because none of them are good. None of them are good. None, none of them are good people. Your son is a little fucking psychopath. He killed his stepsister and you threw her down a fucking well hatch and you've been covering this up from your husband for the last three years. What the fuck, lady? This is crazy. So none of... You're both, it's like crazy matching crazy. That's why no, I was like, there's I There's no loved, good people in this story. I love right that Esther here. like met her match. Yeah. Esther was like, holy shit. Cause you're <laughs> at this thing where you're like, once, you know, Gunner and Trisha are out, you're like, oh, well good. You're not, like you don't want Lena to win, but it's like, fuck them. They're not good people. You killed a child. Like, what are you at this point, you're rooting for Alan. You just want Alan you to be just okay. Want Alan which is actually funny okay. because like Lena the whole time keeps trying to go after Alan. And then it's funny because the, his art gallery is like nothing but windows. And fucking Trisha's watching her like make moves on her husband. And she's like, I'm going to go fuck my husband. I swear to God, this woman was cracking me up. Just she's like, I'm gonna go fuck my husband now. <laughs> Just... Because I can do that. And she's like making fun of her. She's like, because you're not ever wanted by a man. Are you never wanted by men? Because you're so small. Basically, like making fun of her issue that she has. 
And that's one of the reasons why she is the way she is, because she's trying to get men to fall in love with her, but you look like a fucking child. And that's weird. So, yeah, yeah. Alan is the real hero. Alan is the hero. better in this. So at this point, um, they're done. And, but unfortunately, you find out that the cop also called Alan. So he's coming back home early from his trip, which they didn't plan this. So Trish is like, this is going down right now. We have to kill this bitch. So they hold her down because they're basically going to try to slit her wrist to make it look like a suicide. Um, and they, uh, Lena fights back and is able to get away before she, she throws Gunner down the stairs. So she's able to get away in this because he's holding her and Trish is the one that's going to try to cut her and then she breaks free and runs out and is able to get away. I want to break free. My dog stepped on a bee. Um, <laughs> so Alan calls again. Um, Poor Alan's like, what the fuck is oh going on? Oh my God. And uh, Trisha and um, after that is on, they're going to look for her. Lena shoots Gunner with a crossbow and oh shit. This this murder was nuts. Like that she was, was wild. She was out for vengeance. There was she so was much by blood. that point she there was, was so, so much tired blood. of it. She's it like, I just nuts. want to, I just want to fucking live and get the fuck out of here. So Trisha and Lena start fighting. This fight's amazing. Um they end up setting the house on fire and uh are now on the roof. <laughs> At this point, Alan comes home, and you're like, holy fuck. And Lena immediately says, Mommy's trying to kill me! Da -da -da -da. And uh, Trish is trying to plead with him, that's not Esther, that's not Esther, you need to listen to me. And uh, by the time she reveals the truth, she ends up falling, dies. Alan grabs Esther... And then realizes because she wears these fake caps over her real teeth. And that's really the big thing that gives her away because they make, as she has the caps on, they look like, well, and she also has restraints. That's something that they mentioned in the, in the beginning of the movie that is really well shown in the first one a lot. That she wears these ribbons around her wrist and tied around her neck that you now find out where those came from is that when she first got to that psychiatric facility, she would tear into their restraints so tight that it was bleeding, that it left these marks on her. So when she takes those ribbons off, you can see that. And then the real giveaway is when she takes the caps mm -hmm. off, because when she takes those caps off, you can see grown up teeth. <laughs> like those do not look like <laughs> children's teeth. And she goes, Alan, be with me. I'm in love with you. And, and he's like, like, what the fuck? This Bitch, man, what kind of goddamn reaction did you think? This you man is like. His wife just died. His house is on fire. His daughter's telling him who he thinks is his daughter. Is telling, is him, telling him that I love you and I want to be with you. Alan deserved so much better. Alan died not knowing the truth. And, uh, you know. Well, he said you're a monster. So in my mind, I'm wanting to believe he did know that that wasn't Esther. I hope. I don't even know which is worse. To find out that that's not your daughter the whole time and then you die like that? What the fuck? Or to think that, that your daughter, daughter just confessed her love for you. <laughs> oh my God, they're both awful. <laughs> like, both what is the better end of the deal here? Alan, 
Alan truly deserved. Alan really Let's deserved. pour one out for Alan, everybody. Okay. Poor fucking Alan. Pour one out for Alan Albright. This poor man. Like he this just he just did not deserve any of this. He really did. Um he she pushes him, but like it's so weird. She's like she screams his name out like Alan. It's like, bitch, you fucking pushed him. The fuck? Alan! Alan! <laughs> Alan! I'm sorry. Steve, 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 Steve. So as the house is burning down, <laughs> she's like fixing herself in the mirror and she steps out the door um, and is just kind of presenting herself as Esther. It's very strange. And then there's this like whole scene with that original cop, the same therapist, and they're like, oh my God, this poor girl being kidnapped and then now you've lost your family and now you're an orphan. You don't have anybody. Like, I guess apparently they didn't have any relatives or anything. So it's like, she's waiting for her new family to adopt her. Crap. Um, and then this really amazing shot at the very end where she's sitting there on the couch. And as they're talking, uh, she kind of looks sad, but then when it pans away from them and really pans in on her, it's so, it, it's incredible. And, and, and of course, I mean, I don't know how any other way the directors didn't somehow model this after. I mean, it was just too perfect. It's almost shot for shot exactly the end of Psycho. Yeah. When they pan into Norman's face and there's that voiceover going on in his head as Norma, you know, as, as mother, well, mother, <laughs> she's Norma and Bates, but, but as mother in his head going, we're just going to see here very nice he wouldn't i'm not even going to swat that fly like it's mm -hmm. that that look on anthony perkins face as norman bates that very like sinister because she almost has this like sullen like oh it goes from that like innocent esther face to full-on lena mm -hmm. crazy bitch um and that's it that's the end of the movie uh it was a wild ride i was so happy that we finally got the i think everybody was dying for a backstory of esther it just i kind of wish it went a little bit more into the back 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 story i'm not mad at the film i loved it but i was kind of hoping we'd get a little bit you know you got that farther smidge back. of the psyche of the psych uh the psychiatric director speaking with Anna, the art therapist, in regards to showing her Lena's file and explaining that, you know, the life she's had, this disorder she's born with, it's very important that you do not look at her as a child because she is not a child and that's what she will use against you if you placate and infantilize her, infantilize her, it will be to your detriment i mean let's just talk about multiple malcolm who couldn't keep it in his pants and he's like yes and they're like gross that's i literally could not look. gross it looked like he was about to fuck a child and i know gross. she's not a kid she's not it was just weird and then she killed him because hyperpituitarism is hypopituitarism is a real thing that is an actual disorder and it is more of, because typically other types of dwarfism, like achondroplasia and things like that, 
they're small, but they look adult. Mm -hmm. There's no denying, even if they are three foot or four foot, whatever, that's a grown up. Obviously, there's attributes that you know they have dwarfism, but that is a grown up. When you have the the hypopituitarism, it's it actually makes you look younger. So it's even it, it's really strange in that case because even though you do grow, you don't um you don't have those hormones that you need that ultimately make you it's like your fsh and your lh hormones that basically are like the your your sex hormones and your growth hormones so it would make you look like and i mean everything even down like just facial features will look younger uh just to everything will look younger but they are you know you won't they won't have any hair um yeah so they still very much look like they didn't hit puberty, basically. So you're stuck in this, like, you're stuck looking like you didn't hit puberty your whole life. So, uh, which I, I mean, that, that gives even more creepiness to the original story that, you know, this person is never going to look like an adult. So there's like this weird, I can always play a kid, but, you know, I'm never going to. She can't have kids, you know, you can't have children. Um, yeah, you can be sexually active, but it's like, you look like a kid. And I mean, you can't get past that with somebody, you know, adult. I, I get that legally you're not a kid, but. That's the story of love. You're going out to eat together. How are you explaining to people? <laughs> Looks like you're making just out with get your a, daughter. Just get a um, tattoo that says, I am not a child. <laughs> I love that they kept that song, though. Constantly wear a shirt that's... Yeah, me too. Constantly wear a shirt that says, I have a disorder. I am... I'm actually a grown-up. I'm actually not a child. So, yeah, I... um. Now, I am, I am going to give it a, a higher score out of 10 than IMDb did. But I... I have to agree to give it, I'm, I'm going to give it at least one notch down from the original. I really agreed with that because as a prequel, it really stood on its own and it was really well done. Uh, and I get what Casper's saying, like maybe a little bit more, but at the end of it, that twist, that did it for me. So, uh, and the acting was just phenomenal all across the board. Um, I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight. Cause I, I just feel like the original, the, the original is just a solid nine. It's so fucking good. Honestly, the original for me is a 10. I don't usually I give a perfect score to certain movies, but man, that it was the twist. It's up there with Saul, like 1 billion percent never saw coming ever. And like the, and the twist, literally, I was like throwing shit. Like, in, in the Saw twist, I couldn't breathe. My mouth oh, yeah, was just I, on the I, floor. Yeah. But this one, I was, I literally was like, what in the actual fuck? I was throwing shit. I couldn't believe it. So the, the first one was easily a 10 for me, but this one's an 8.5. Because the only real complaint that I have is that she looks older. And I know that could yeah. not have been helped. It couldn't have. And I would have been mad if they would have casted somebody we else. We both agreed with that. So it's kind of like I'm contradicting myself, but... 
honestly, I thought for what it was, it was very well written. It was very well structured. It went along with the original story perfectly. Yes. Nothing was off. Nothing was made different. And I think that it came together very well. And I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. The twist was not as good as the original, but it was still an incredible enough twist to where I went, wow. I did not see the movie going in this direction. Not and I'm here for all. it. And it kept you really engaged. It really did. It kept you really, really, really engaged. But yeah, William Brent Bell. Um, no for the boy too. No, 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 no. You are in timeout for that one. Absolutely not. But for this and for Orphan, we salute you, sir. You did good. You did good. Now, no more of that nonsense with the boy was incredible. The boy too. I'm I'm angry. Mm -hmm. The boy too doesn't exist. You may you 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 ain't mad. <laughs> the boy too doesn't exist. Like don't don't do that shit. No more. Can I just um, say really quick? When you make no, this movie actually really wasn't that bad either, and I forgot about it. I know this got a lot of hate. The ending was oh yeah, the ending was trash. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Ending was trash. Um, the devil inside. Really yeah, the ending too. was stupid. The rest of the movie as a whole was pretty good, but Great. the ending was awful. Trash. Um, when you have an original concept for a movie that's really, really good, like The Boy or Orphan, yes. that does not involve the paranormal or demons, Yes. do, and it's a good idea, and it's a solid idea, and you're running with it, and you've got this movie coming out. It becomes a cult classic. Everybody loves it. Do not run with the crowd and fuck it up by making it about a demon like everybody else does. Orphan do did not do that. Thank you. Thank you for literally, it's just a fucked up woman. Mm -hmm. Thank you for leaving it that way. The boy too, yes. he destroyed his own movie. On his own original concept about a guy, their son, literally living in their walls and having a boy um, doll. Was, the first boy was like, amazing. my husband and I saw that in the theaters. And when that motherfucker came crawling out that goddamn wall, let me tell you guys, <laughs> it was a collective. The entire theater was what the fuck? It was a collective whiskey tango foxtrot. I mean, we all as a as a people went. Ha. That's why that doll's been moving and shit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my whole, god, it was amazing. The way that it was oh. the way that it was um mm. what's the word? Advertised. The way that it was advertised, look how pretty the sun is hitting that tree all the way in the back. Love it. So the way that it was advertised was we have that a nice it was view. paranormal. Um, right. So the whole time you're watching this film, you're thinking it's a paranormal film, which is why the twist was so good. Because you weren't expecting it to not be paranormal and that it was just literally their son living in the walls because he was a fucking psycho. Mm -hmm. Although, in his defense, he was very mentally ill. But then they came in with the boy too and made it all about demons. Yeah. And I'm like stop we have plenty of movies that mm -hmm. it all was went wrong when they brought the demon in and the demons and the demons and i'm like i'm sick of that trope like i'm so sick of that you had an original concept 
that was so good and then you fucked it up. Our house is October built is another great example of this. Please don't watch the third one. There's only two. Oh, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking <laughs> Hell House. Yeah. So, don't watch Hell House 3, please. Don't. So House is October Belt, the first one, was absolutely brilliant. So good. It was so good. And then I cannot out. watch it at home by myself. I am a grown, almost 40-year-old woman. And I can well, the first Hell House, I can't watch that one by myself either. I cannot it's a watch movie. I cannot watch House. I can't watch House's October Built by myself at home. I can't. Every little, I'm like, what was that? What was that? Like every little sound in my house. We've lived in this house 10 years. So I, mean, I know, I know what the sounds are. The house is settling. It's the fridge. It's the, you know, it's the heat kicking on whatever. Like, you know what the sounds are, but that movie, that movie has me so on edge. I, I also, and uh, Digging Up the Morrow did this too. I can't stand any movie when it's somebody filming somebody. Listen, because that's like my worst nightmare is somebody breaks into your house and they're filming you while you're sleeping and mm -hmm. you don't fucking stop. I can't. I, that, oh, I don't know what. There's certain things in horror movies that, I mean, like, just get under my skin Give because you the, the thought of it is just the creep. You're so vulnerable when you're sleeping. And someone is in your house no. filming mm -mm. or in your RV filming you. <laughs> so they made a sequel to Houses October Bill. Right? No. They made a sequel to Grave Encounters. And I was like, hey, that was actually fantastic. So I'm going to give this a chance. Well, because it was a slow burn. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. Because Grave Encounters 2, the, the, you're at the beginning. You're, mm -hmm. These people are insufferable. I just want everybody to die. And they do. <laughs> um and so by the time you get to the ending of it you're like oh my god this movie is so good it so was, yeah actually. grave encounters 2 nailed it so, so you're right i was the same okay, house is october shot. built the second one completely rewrites the first one mm -hmm. just like the boy 2 did you come to find out at the end of house is october built 2 that from the beginning of the original House is October Built, every spoiler single... Spoiler alert. Yes. It's been a while. Huge so. spoiler. But it's been out for a while, so it's fine. So you find out that everything that happened in the original House is October Built with them... Yeah, 2017, so... Everything that happens to them in the second one is fake. Yeah. And they were only doing it to prank the only girl that was in their group. Gross. That was the end of the second one. I mean, she was a little insufferable, but... <laughs> she was kind of annoying, but they Still, all kind of were. Uh, yeah, they were all annoying. But to find out that that was the ending, I literally said, what? And I was like, this movie doesn't exist. You don't even exist to me! Taking this stupid shit to make Blue Skeleton go viral, because that was like this whole thing in it about Blue's... The whole thing was... You're supposed to seek fake. out... The blue skeleton, which that didn't make any goddamn sense. It was really stupid. I was I was really upset with the sequel. So the sequel doesn't exist. Yeah. So House is October Built. Yes. Sequel. No. The Boy. Yes. Sequel. sequel no. no. Hell House. First and sequel because the sequel is decent. Please don't watch the third one. Um, there is talk of. One's coming out called the Abaddon Tapes. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. 
but they're trying to get Shutter to uh, please back it, and they're please. trying to get Shutter to what's the word finances? Please. And basically, what it's going to be is pre is it, it's going to be a prequel series to Hell House called the Abaddon Tapes, and it's going to be found footage about what happened before the original Hell House. And I'm like, I am so on board with this, please. Um. They're trying, I've been hearing that this has been a thing for a couple years. They're trying to get it backed. So apparently the first, uh, on Hell, Hell House LLC's Facebook page, this was September of 2020. The Abaddon Tapes is a limited series that will dig into the mysteries of the Hell House LLC trilogy. You will learn the origins of Andrew Tully and why he became obsessed with opening a portal to hell. You will learn why he chose the town of Abaddon. You will be introduced to some of his cult followers, their backstories, the powerful townspeople who helped keep what was happening at the Abaddon a secret for years. You will learn the origins of the man behind the clown. You will discover who Billy Braddock really was. And you will finally learn what happened to Mitchell and much, much more. Coming soon, Shutter Terror Films. Hell House LLC. Or the Abaddon tapes based on the franchise. So it just says coming soon, and it, you know, I don't know if that was one of the last. I haven't really heard much of it lately, but yeah, I that have... was September of 2020. So I really hope that the, it goes somewhere. I really do. There was also a Reddit thread. Um, nothing's been updated since a year ago. Uh. But yeah, so basically what we're saying Hopefully, is... Hopefully, I mean that... God, that would be fucking... It really would. Amazing. Don't fuck up your own movies that have original ideas with sequels or prequels that completely ruin your original your original storyline. And or Esther. And Orphan did not do that. Orphan definitely kept a kept it. And I'm definitely going to have to buy that on DVD because I thought it was brilliant. I really... I very much enjoyed it. I really hope everybody else did. Uh, I, uh, you know, you maybe not, you maybe didn't like it as much as we did, but I think as good as Orphan was, I think this was a really good companion piece because I think that was the number one thing everybody wanted to know at the end of Orphan is what in the fuck is this girl's backstory? There was just too much. There was too much left unsaid. You know, you just... When that big reveal happened that you realized that she was never a child, uh, we had to know. Where did those scars come from? What is, you know, she did this to another family? What? Like, who was that other family? And then you find out so much fucking fuckery of this other family, which is Well, great. and see, that was brilliant because we, I didn't, love it. we didn't want the same story. We already did that. We already had this really great family that she fucked over and wanted to be with the husband. Let's just say you know, he understood the assignment. Yeah. Because he's, he, I feel like he's one of those people that's like, we've seen this. We've seen that. Let's do something different. Yeah. But let's keep the story yeah. right. Yeah. So anybody out there, just, if you're, if you've got a good concept in the first one, if you want to do a prequel or a sequel, fine. Just don't lose sight of what people loved in regards to the original movie. There's a reason why the original movie gets as much love as it does that P 
people do want more to the story and want a sequel or a prequel, keep that in mind. Keep the fans in mind because, you know, that is so disappointing when you want to know more and then you get the sequel or this prequel and it's fucking trash. It's it's so disappointing. It is really, really disappointing, especially to us horror fans. You know, we deserve better. So bring it. But we hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I'm really happy I watched it today. So it was fresh in my brain. I watched it when I had on when I had on COVID brain. I had on COVID brain. You did. I had it on. You did. <laughs> like fully on. <laughs> fully. So um no, I watched it a couple weeks ago and remember it very vividly because I just thought it was amazing. Um really really glad that they brought such a cult classic movie back to a prequel Mm -hmm. too you know i wouldn't mind if we got a prequel for autopsy of jane doe same i would be all over that then again it's at the same point where it's like does it make it creepier because you don't know you know you know nothing about this girl does that make it creepier that you don't know should we just leave it alone that's one thing about prequels and sequels where I'm like, just leave it the fuck alone. But I'm also like, but I'm also curious. What could they do with this thing? Same so, here. Because you you would like to see more, but you're like, God, I don't want to see you fuck this up. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, if the original people are involved, yeah, then do it. usually guaranteed that then, it's going to be Then yes. Good. Yeah. All right, my dudes. Well, I guess that's everything. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No. Uh, next week, we are officially into spoopy month. We are in October, guys. Um, okay, but did September just fly or did it, did. it fly? Because holy did. shit. Lord. <laughs> um, so, you know, usually our theme, a lot of it is around a lot of Halloween stuff. There just wasn't a lot to find that we haven't already covered Halloween theme. Now, one thing Halloween theme, we will definitely be doing this end of this month because we have to. Hocus Pocus 2, guys. Two more days. We are going to be doing... Amok, amok, amok. Now, we're going to save that till the week of Halloween. I feel like that's special. Plus, it'll give everybody plenty of time. Also, I feel like it's just appropriate. Right. It's appropriate. (laughs) It gives everybody plenty of time to watch the sequel. Uh, And, you know, we've been to Salem. The first one holds such a special place in our hearts. It's such a huge part of my childhood. I've been waiting so long. We've been waiting collectively so long for this sequel. So we are appropriately keeping it till the last week of October, Halloween week. And uh, we are going to be talking about the first and the second. It's the first. It's the first. Is Halloween on Monday this year? Yeah. I know. <laughs> my, my, niece, isn't in my niece is so mad because she's 10 and she's like right at that end stage, getting into that end stage of like trick-or-treating and she wants to go trick-or-treating so bad. And she's like, why is it on a Monday? I'm like, sorry, honey. Hopefully they'll do it the Friday or the Saturday before and it won't fucking rain. Why isn't it a um, national holiday? Should be. Just saying. So I can have the day off and I can literally be spoopy all day. Same. Because I can't go to work and dress it up because be. I live at home now. I, I live, live at home. home and dress up. I just said I live at home. Me too. I work at home. Me too. We live and breathe and work at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just dress up at home. Uh, we'll just send each other's picture, send each other pictures and dress up. I will home. dress up as a very homely girl in pajamas. <laughs> I look like that every day when I'm working. 
so next week we are actually going to be doing uh we because we had that amazing interview with tony wash we did not do any uh serial killer topics for the month of september so we're kind of bringing that back a bit um we have not done a woman since eileen warnos um not too many women well eileen and uh what's her name from australia she knight Catherine knight Catherine knight she was terrible. I almost she, said Martha. She was a peach. Uh, so she really no. <laughs> we have not. I love you. No. So we haven't. We haven't done one in a on a woman in a while. On a woman in a while. So we are going to be talking about Brenda Spencer next week. So this actually popped in my head from a podcast I was listening to, where uh, I don't remember what brought up the topic, but someone mentioned, "Has there ever been a, a woman?" school shooter and this one guy said no and the guy this other guy said yeah there was and i immediately went brenda spencer and my husband goes what is wrong with you <laughs> no that's not what he said he he pretty much knows the drill now um i mean that's kind of just like i was talking like to we were talking about the so dollar series my, yeah my roommate so my girlfriend stayed with me this past weekend and we were watching ghost adventures but my roommate comes in and she's like, hey, have you started the Dahmer series yet? And I said, yes, I have watched four episodes. And she said, is it accurate? And I said, actually, it's about 98 to 99% accurate because when he kills the hitchhiker, he hits him over the head with the weight like he did in real life, but he strangled him to death with his hands. And in real life, that's not actually what happened. He actually strangled uh, Stephen to death with a barbell. And then the room got quiet. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm the fucking psycho that knows that. I'm pretty used to that, though, by now. So it's pretty much the same way when this guy goes, yeah, yeah, there was a, he said on the podcast, he goes, yeah, there was a female school, there was a female school shooter. And I just immediately said Brenda Spencer. I knew exactly who they were talking about. And he's just like, I was like, huh? Like, of course you would know that. Um, you have that sign when you first walk in that says, Welcome. Let's talk serial killers. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. So, uh, Brenda Spencer is more so, a lot of people in that time would actually know her more from a song that was made famous by a pop punk band in the 80s, Boomtown Rats. Uh, they, their biggest hit was a song called I Don't Like Mondays. Because in 1979, when Brenda Spencer shot up the elementary school across the street from her home, she was famously quoted as saying, I did it because I don't like Mondays. So uh, that's how I actually found out about her was from this song. And again, not many people knowing that there has been a woman that was technically a school shooter um, and it's a really interesting story. She is still alive. She is still in prison. Um, and I just really don't think it's as well known of a story as Catherine, as Eileen, as, you know, as the ones that these, we hear of every yeah, all, all that we time. normally hear of, especially as a woman. Um, so yeah, that'd be an interesting one to talk about. I don't think many podcasts have talked about her and I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of that. Why is it this whole time you've been talking about that? My brain's going, I know, I know you belong to somebody new, but I 
tonight. You belong to me. That is like the creepiest song. It is a really fucking creepy song. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like, too. I, fo- I follow a lot of like those Urban Explorer pages. <laughs> And it seems like every time they're in like the creepiest places, at I night, hate that shit. They always play that yeah, they song, do. and I'm like, "Do you know the sound that really gets me?" Is the one that, that goes, mm. "Oh my god!" I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. That sound. I know over like a creepy about. video I creeps me out hate. so bad. I always expect something to pop out. Oh, every time. And I can't fucking stand. You know I, me and jump scares. I, I please don't do that. I love hate a good jump scare. We both are like that. We both are like that. Because if a jump scare is, we've talked about this a billion times. If a jump scare is placed right, it is perfection. Perfection. Because again, horror cinephiles like us, we know where every jump scare is going to come from. We know every single goddamn one. Every single one. Let me tell you something. I have found something that works. And James Wan has done this a couple times. Yes. He has set up nobody else copy this right set up a normal jump scare but don't have it happen Mm -hmm. instead have it happen right after because the tension is already there because we're expecting it and then it doesn't happen and then you relieve you literally it's lulling you into a false sense of security yes and wham when someone closes the bathroom cabinet the mirror and no one's there and you're immediately relieved and then you're like, okay, no jump scare. And then all of a sudden, right then. That is how you do a real jump scare, is that right there. Because they close the medicine cabinet. Nothing there. They go to walk. They walk right out of the bathroom into the hallway, look down the hallway, bam. Exactly. That is how you do it, my friends. I will scream. Because <laughs> that's actually what has gotten me a few times. I don't know if you guys have seen a movie called The Banshee Chapter. But there's actually oh. a jump scare in that that is yeah. that is so off guard because I don't remember what part I remember kind of what part it was but I don't so you think this jump scare is about to happen Did we the tension is so fucking high freaking I watched this what the oh Benji my god chapter? he loved it oh yeah it's oh fucking he great. loved it because it was on that list you gave us like a he it's really loved. good oh. My God, it's so good. It was really good. So good. So there's this really huge thing that they're like so setting you good. up. You think this jump scare's coming. All of a sudden, it's not there. But it takes its time for us for a minute. It gives it about five to six seconds, and then all of a sudden, something happens. I have I don't scream most of the time, but that movie made me scream. Listen, that is one on Tubi that is highly recommended. It's great. Please. It's it's supposed to loosely be based on H.P. Lovecraft's from beyond um actually very loosely based i would just recommend everybody actually watch from beyond because it's got jeffrey combs and uh gordon stewart directed it and it's amazing um i'm sorry i've met jeffrey combs so i'm like forever gordon stewart and gordon stewart was one of few that actually really did hp lovecraft right because reanimator was a masterpiece uh, so if you want to watch any adaptation of From Beyond, just watch From Beyond. Um, otherwise, the Banshee chapter, just stand alone, is really, really good. I was so glad you suggested that to us, because I was... It, it's, it surprised the hell out of me. It really... 
Well, and two, you know, you know, you know me. As soon as it was MK Ultra and shit, I was like, yo, right? <laughs> Conspiracy theories? Hit me with it. Sign it up. <laughs> Put the tinfoil hat on. I'm ready to go. All right, my my guys, my dudes. So, um, again, right before I start announcing every or going through everything, make sure that you guys check out Orphan if you haven't seen it. If you have not seen it, then don't bother watching it because we just told you everything. Um, but Orphan and Orphan First Kill is on Paramount Plus for two more days. So make sure to check uh, First Kill out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it's definitely worth <clears throat> the seven-day free trial. You could at least get it to watch it and then delete it. Um, so make sure to go watch that and to make sure to catch Hocus Pocus 2 coming out on Friday. We will be doing uh, a review episode on that at the end of October, just like Becky said. Uh, so you have a whole month to watch it before we do uh spoilers for that and of course you know we have facebook instagram and twitter all at dfwto podcast handle is um dfwto8811 i'm sorry my brain was buffering um if you have any questions concerns or want to say hey please email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com um and follow us and subscribe and rate us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify so you always know when we put out a new episode. Um, we also got another comment on the Podbean on Podbean last week that was hate, and I just deleted it because I was like, I don't care. Hey, you know you've made it when you start getting haters, so that's all I'm going to say. They crack, they crack me up. One of my favorite comments that we ever got was someone who basically said, we have no lives and this is all we, we do this for clout. Nice. And I was like, what? What clout? I would love to know. Where is the clout? Where is the, where, where is the clout? Where is the clout? I mean, I, I would love to know. I would, I right? would love to know where it is. That was like when we first started though. So, all right guys. Well, we love you guys. Have a great week. And of course, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the, the original. original. Okay, bye. I know, I know you belong to somebody new. But tonight, you, you belong, belong to me. <laughs> That's the story <laughs> of love. Okay, for real, bye.